Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Have you ever wondered what your dog is thinking? Of course you have. I always do, which is why today I'm introducing you to Liz Murdoch. She's an animal intuitive communicator specializing in talking to dogs. She discovered her special skill in kindergarten and has continued honing it throughout her life, winning awards in dog training, becoming a certified animal assisted therapist and studying animal communication and energy healing. She has a master's degree in education and communication from Columbia University and draws upon her years of experience training teachers, parents, and children on active listening, connecting in community, and building resiliency. I wanted to talk to her for three main reasons. Uh, Mainly, I'm just curious what my dogs are thinking about our new baby entering our family. And I also know that active listening techniques, like the one she uses, with her clients can absolutely help you as a business owner as well. And I wanted her to share how you can collaborate with service providers like animal communicators and others to have it be a win-win for both of your businesses. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Liz, welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? 
doing good. I'm doing great. And I'm so glad that we were able to get this recording in and have you here with us uh, as I'm batching my podcast, getting ahead, feeling like I'm finally ahead of my content creation. However, this is airing after the baby has already come. It'll be interesting. The dogs, the dogs will be thinking something totally different at that point too, right? <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe, maybe. You okay. never know. You never know. What people think is sometimes a little different than what the dogs are thinking. Yes. Okay. I, I can't wait to hear more on that. So I want to start first with what is an animal intuitive? Because I'm sure we've got listeners who A, have either never heard of it before, or B, don't understand what it is, or C, are absolutely love one and have one on like speed dial all the time. Right. So an animal intuitive, animal communicator, you know, I'll tell people I'm an animal communicator. I talk to dogs and they'll say, oh, you're a pet psychic. So there's a lot there. And especially in the last couple of years as the, I guess if it's an industry, has it how, how it's grown, it's really sort of splintering or blossoming in so many different directions. I don't consider myself a pet psychic because I know I'm having a conversation and a live exchange with the dog at the time. And for me, psychic is more like, like reading a book. I don't feel like I'm reading a dog. I am communicating. I'm asking questions and it's a, it's a live exchange. So that's to me, animal communications, interspecies, it's between, you know, species that to me is a live exchange. And that's why I say talking with the dogs, a animal communicator cannot, should not predict. We don't prescribe psychics. From my experience, I've been in room, clubhouse rooms kind of thing where we've got pet psychics and they say, I'm reading and I see such and such is going to happen. I don't feel like I know what's going mm -hmm. to happen. I never do. Mm -hmm. I get information that I, is like a puzzle piece that I'm giving mm -hmm. to people from the animal yeah. to make decisions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. like, so where psychics are like looking for the future, helping you guide you for your future, typically. Typically, yeah. or psychics are, are doing like reading. I see that the dog is missing the mother. And I'll say, mm. you know, I, I heard someone talking about that. The dog, the puppy was missing its mother. They were saying, but she says, I see that. And I'm like, in my world, I will describe. So if I, I will say, I feel this yearning feeling because mm -hmm. I feel it. And so me, that's what animal communicate. The dog is sending me this message, mm. or if it's a bot, I'm a medical intuitive as well. So I'll say, Ooh, I feel this here. Oh, your dog, the bladder is lick is leaking. Uh, I, I think I can't prescribe. I can't diagnose. I think mm -hmm. it would be good to get your dog checked for a UTI or something down there because mm -hmm. it's burning. So an animal communicator should give you very descriptive reasons why they are saying something that they're getting it rather than reading me, like you and I are having a conversation, you could read me and say, Oh, her hair is different. Mm -hmm. But am I telling you that, you know, that, that so that's the difference from a reading to what the animal is sharing. Yeah, this is also interesting. So why is what you do so important to pet parents and the animals? So Oh, my gosh, because when we have our dogs, whether it's food issues, behavior, vet visits, Often there's more than one choice. I mean, in a business, people, there's so many different collars. There's so many different leashes, blah, 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 choices. Pet parents are making choices every single day, every moment. 
And sometimes they're not sure what to do, or they think, I have a feeling, especially like with the vet, I have a feeling I should do option A. My dog wouldn't want option B, but they're feeling pressure for whatever reason, or they don't know, well, gosh, should I do? They're overthinking. So if I don't even know what the options are, I'm talking to Fido and I'm like, oh, I see that there's a lot of different choices. Okay. On whatever you're doing. And again, people don't need to tell me anything that's going on. And I'll say, I did have, I have a dog now that I'm working with. And she said the the vet says it's such and such. And she has three months to live. And I'm like, what? So I go to the dog and I'm like, okay, I'm pushing that aside. And I'm like, Oh, well, ask the vet this, this, and this. I'm not getting the, your dog feels good inside. Doesn't feel like it has that. Um, I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, the vet said he was 99% sure. I'm like, well, there's still the 1%. I go, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I go, just don't react. So I'm coaching her not to future trip because they didn't have the results yet from the lab. Well, it turned out that the results did not say that the dog was dying. And it's like, that's why it's so important. You know, lab tests don't come back. Vets are people, mm-hmm. not that vets are bad. It's just that there's so many possibilities and people need to have like a sounding board. When we raise a baby, a human baby, there's books, there's a village, but with dogs, there's not. And so mm-hmm. to get another perspective, especially from the dog, I think is so important. I'm obviously very pat. I see it every yeah. day with clients. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue to what I want to talk about next. And it's about what my dogs are thinking and what they're going through. I have three dogs. There is Clover. Okay. She has been with me. Don't tell me. Don't. Okay. 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 So now, okay. So here's a different animal communicators. Some animal communicators will say, tell me the backstory. Tell me this. I want to know. I don't want to know anything. I had just the name. Somebody said to me, you're good enough. Ask for nothing. Okay. So I asked for my, can I share my three dogs and their names? So you have them. Yeah, I like their names. Okay. I do like a photo or if, okay. they, if Clover or any of them are home, they can come. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, I'll share my screen. I have a family photo. I'll pop it up. We'll also okay. include it on our episode page too, for you okay. guys to go check out the show notes so that our listeners of the podcast can check it out. The, so the, the one that's sitting on the floor there, the yellow lab, like Collie mix, she is, her name's Clover. Okay. And then I have the little white one that I'm holding is Dory. Okay. And then the black one who looks like a raccoon (laughs) is Dante. Okay. And I do have Clover in the room with me now. She's over there uh, laying down. The other two are at the groomer. Okay. We have a maternity photo shoot this weekend. So I have to get, you know, everybody looking fresh and nice. (laughs) That's so funny. This is a great photo. Okay. (laughs) So I will look down because I write in my notebook. People work differently. I think I'm one of the fewer animal communicators that does it live. And so I look down and write. And that's just a preference, I guess, on how people work. But I will look down and and Okay, so I don't need to keep the photo up any longer. Is that correct? Or should I? You can if you want. You know, if people want to practice and and see how I do it, you you know, it's it's up to you. So here's the deal. So Clover is here. Does she want to go? Because I'm looking at this photo and I'm like, Dory absolutely wants to butt in and go first. Okay. So you go, go you go with the flow. You're the professional here. You tell us, you do what you need to do. Okay. So Dory's like, likes to go first. So is like, I don't get to go first enough. I, I just, I, I want to, what about me? She feels, and, and this doesn't mean that it's true 
this is her perception. She just wants to be first. I never get to go first. It's like she has to butt through these two, the other two. I get lost in the crowd. I want to go first. Can we just do me? So I'm going to say to Dory, we could do you another time. Okay. We can, we, we, this is a podcast story. We're going a short time. We have a lot of things we want to share for the listeners, but I want to go to, and Dante, now Dante is like, well, I have things to say too. Okay. So Dante, we want to work on specifics. So I'm going to go to Clover. So is Clover there? And Clover's actually, okay. We're going to let Clover go because Clover's here. And if Clover chooses to react, it's fun when the dogs react on screen. Okay. So Clover is saying, I'm willing to let the others go first, but we're going to let Clover go. And you don't have to look, Clover's all ready. Hi, Clover. I'm Liz. Yeah, I'm an animal communicator. And I love talking to dogs. And we want to know, we're going to do some of your favorite things in a message. Because I want, I don't know anything about Clover. I want Candace, if you can, typically I tell people you don't need to verify very much for me because I don't want people to think clients that I'm leading you or you're leading me. But for the audience listening, they might like hearing whatever you can respond that's true. Oh, okay. So Clover. Can you turn around and show me what you've got? And so we can know that is one of your, yeah, that's fine. But they like to see your face, Clover. So, okay. She actually, she's funny. She likes to be left alone more than people think a a lab kind of dog like me. So I'm writing fast. So she likes being left alone or the space from the other dogs. She says they, they get too close and they climb on her and, oh, she gets hot. Do you notice where she wants the space that she gets hot? She doesn't like when their fur is too close to her. And she says sometimes they're in the backside, in the middle section of her lie. I have a large and small dog to lie. And sometimes she'll turn her head to let them know that she, not now is her wording. Are you aware of her not now? Yeah, she, she for a long time would move. They like got on the couch, like if they climbed up on the couch where she was sitting, she'd get off the couch <laughs> or, um, but now I think with her age, she now tolerates it. She'll stay there because she's more comfortable than having to like get up off the bed if another one comes too close to her. But yeah, I could see that. And she was also, you know, I mean, she's never been great with her uh, visual cues to other dogs. She kind of goes from zero to like mad <laughs> really quickly over the years, but. I can see that. Okay. So this is something that I think can help you and how I work with clients is I want you to be aware because I can feel it in her neck and she'll turn her head and that's a visual cue of not now. Yeah. So when you have the baby with you and you've got the other two dogs around and they go to her to get comfortable, I want you to keep watching her not now look. Okay. Because you don't want her to snap and get mad. But I do feel like she she likes her space and you can't like the other two or like Dory would be like, well, heck, what's your problem? I was just trying to do whatever that make sure Dory and uh, Dante have their own spaces where they can go when Clover wants her space. Okay. Because she, I definitely feel it. There's a pattern. They sort of swoop in, they sit there. She's okay for a little bit. Then she gets sort of hot and uncomfortable. And then she's like, not now. And that's why she, and I think her messaging, Dory gets it, but Dory ignores it. So, <laughs> All right. Okay. What I'm getting from Clover and from Dory is seeing this dynamic where Dory sometimes ignores Clover because she likes to get her way. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, just something to watch. Do you yeah. want to say anything else, Clover? What do you want to say? You sh- you like your space. You like your toys. 
Oh, okay. So she, I don't know if you've ever called her a grump. She says she's not really a grump all the time. <laughs> so she's, she likes, so this is what happens when you're all together, like you and your husband and the three dogs are all together. There's more space. The dog's Wow. Okay. So I'm starting to sweat because she gets hot. She there's more space. So it's like, okay. So say the picture of you that you showed when you, when your husband and you are all in the house, there's space between you. Like the dogs are watching, you're doing your things. That's she loves when the three of you are actually all together. It takes the pressure off because the other two are not following her as much. Yeah. Okay. Do you notice that? Yeah. I mean, I can see if, if we're not here, they're probably all too yeah, huddled up together all in the same room. Or like if she wants to look out the window, the other ones are there with her. Yes. And it, and it, it lessens the pressure. She's like on me. So I hear, so the different way I get all the senses she's saying it's like, it's takes the pressure off me when you're all here because it, she's like the littles, they will follow you or him. They'll go off in different directions and they're busier than it's when it's just us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can keep going on her, but I want to make the use of time on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. How long are your sessions normally when you work with a client? Uh, they're 30 minutes or an hour, but mm -hmm. people can do multi-dogs in 30 minutes. It's just shorter, or they can do one dog in a whole hour. So for us to, you know, it would be impossible to squeeze in three dogs in a 30 minute podcast episode, plus talk about the amazing things you're doing in your business. Yeah, yes. there's a lot. So I, I always finish a session and, and I, and it helps me because I'm not, I have to close it. Her last thing of what she really wants is her own bed. She really wants her own bed that the others know off to give her mm -hmm. space. Okay. So, but what's interesting to say that, so she has that one in the office. There's another little yellow one that's right behind me. Okay. That I got mm -hmm. for, for Dory, but mm -hmm. Clover curls up in it. That's hers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then up in our bedroom, we have two separate beds also on the floor for Clover. Cause the little dogs sleep in our bed. However, yeah. Clover, I know wants to get into our bed and she does not want to be near the other two little ones. No, she wants her own Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wants to be up with us. And I think, but she doesn't want to be up with us and them. And yeah. if they're blocking her entrance up onto the bed, she gets very, very frustrated. We have to move the little one so that Clover can get up there first and find her spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, if we can talk off later too, about <laughs> yeah, right. you're, you're going to have to watch her with a baby, you yeah. know, the whole thing about give the baby's clothes to Clover. So she's a helper. So she's not feeling jealous. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. All right. Well, we'll continue that conversation later okay. offline afterwards. And just thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your technique and what you do so that our audience can better understand what an animal intuitive does. Mm -hmm. All right. So how could our listeners partner more with animal communicators and intuitives or psychics even tell us about your experience in either partnering with a pet store or a dog groomer, or doggy daycare, or whether it's in person or online? So I, I, I do it both ways. Online, it's great for training employees and staff just to be aware of how to trust their own intuition. Say, say someone walks into a pet store, you walk in, you're pregnant, and you're saying, I'm here for dog food. Somebody who is going to be a little bit more aware of their client's needs, they say, oh, okay, here's the dog food. I help you with the dog food. Notice you're pregnant. 
and can, can in, if they're going to be intuitive or have an intuitive there, can say, oh, are you interested in learning whatever? Or it's like, no, she wants to be left alone. We're just going to give her dog food. Now's not the time. Just that training and insight of how to better work with your employees with, I want to say, working with the animals. So, so it's almost like you, you can come in to train a company's employees who work with dogs mm-hmm. to better understand how to communicate with the dogs that are in that and the space. people, because it's people. really the dogs mm-hmm. and the people. Like I gave you information mm-hmm. that I was getting from your dog, but it's really helpful between you and your dog. So mm-hmm. for instance, I have done some trainings with some rescues a lot and with groomers. So when the groomers are more in tune or to trust, like, Ooh, you know, here's Fifi. And I've just noticed that today she seems a little off. How to use that information to give to the owner in a diplomatic or helpful way and what is appropriate to share, because sometimes people are rushed and they don't know, notice yeah. something about their dog. So having that knowing trusting our own intuition and when a dog comes up that we're just meeting and, and, not that people's employees or business owners are going to become animal communicators, but getting the training can make a difference on how to better help your people. Mm-hmm. Also, I do special events and, you know, I, it depends. Some, some animal communicators are saying, like I do tarot cards. I just talk to dogs. So it depends on what someone's looking for and what's the right fit for your business. But having a, and whether it's me or anybody else, you know, I go into stores, if they buy something, they get a session with me or online. You know, you you spent $50, you get a discount. You spent $200, you get a free session, whatever it is. But any pet store can do that. You know, a food store can say, you buy that, you get a collar. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. the pro at that. But you can do that with sessions. People love it. And most of my clients have never worked with an animal communicator Mm -hmm. or they did, and it wasn't exactly what they wanted. So everybody is curious, but they want reassurance. And so if the store has vetted somebody, often it's makes it more reassuring to their client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they're offering a new service. Yeah. So a new service. That's two ways mm-hmm. it can help. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah, one being a gift, right? Gift with purchase mm-hmm. or gift to your you know top clients to have a session. Or like you're saying, it's a, it's a, it's an add on to the services that they offer that the, the pet care provider, if it's a doggy daycare, even that does boarding overnight and a dog is very, uh, the, maybe the whole experience is very stressful for that dog. The boarding kennel could offer the service of, well, Hey, we partner with an animal communicator. We could schedule some sessions. Maybe there's, uh, you know, a kickback for both of you from that. And then you're working with the client ultimately, but then the client gets to partner in person with their their kennel provider to make a better experience. Yes. The other thing is that it's actually, you know, people w- wonder about their dog sitters or their um, the boarding or the dog walker. And mm-hmm. it's funny because often they get reassurance. You know, I had the a customer, client- you mean the pet parent gets a reassurance? Yeah. Yes. Cause they, they're leaving their dog, whether it's a week or th- mm-hmm. I have a client now, she, she left her dog for three months. And yeah. she was so nervous. And I said, actually, there's somebody there. Your dog is showing me there's a woman with long brown hair who does. And I described, and that's really important. If you're interviewing animal communicators, make sure that they're describing how are they getting this? How do they know? Because clients don't want like, oh, your dog loves you so much. Describe how you know that. 
anyway, the dogs, when they go to the, the boarding or whatever, will often say, oh, I actually like such and such. Don't worry about me. Oh, she's a worry. Or, or, and they're like, oh, that's true. And so it gives them fresh insights. So that's mm -hmm. another way that, especially like with boarders and dog walkers, it can tighten the relationship because the, the person who's paying is feeling reassurance from the dog. Mm -hmm. Cool. This has been so interesting. I love, I really would love to book a session with you about my dogs. So we'll have to talk about that afterwards. But now I really want to dive into this concept of active listening. You've called it out that this is what you do to work with the animals. But I know, you know, in the leadership development work that I've done in the small business world, that that is also a principle that as leaders, we could be better about utilizing inside of our companies. So I'd love for you to share kind of what that active listening process is like for you and how you would relate it to a company. Okay. So and I too, I started doing active listening. I was trained in it and then started teaching it through an organization called the Center for Human Development, where we, we worked with classrooms and teachers and children and parents and teaching them the active listening. So I have taken it and applied it to what I do as an animal communicator. So yes, it's unusual. I'm using that with talking to dogs. But for me, it's very similar to when I actively listen with kids especially and dogs are like kids where, and what it means. And there's a lot of information where we're, we're listening without responding other than nodding our head or making a facial expression, but not any prompting. If somebody says something that's, you know, big news, we're just like, and we listen, you don't go, Oh, wow, nothing. It's just listening. So you're receiving from them letting them express. Mm -hmm. And then it's also listening just to take in the information. And this goes with a dog. Also, when I'm receiving the senses, I'm actively receiving, it's called multi-sensory perception. And not all animal communicators get information from animals through all their senses. I do. It doesn't mean I'm better. It's just, that's how I do it but it's very effective in helping me describe how I know something. But when somebody wants to explore active listening, for instance, somebody comes in and says, I'm so concerned about my dog, she's not eating. And that can be like, well, what do you, it, we can immediately say, you know, tell me more, what are you feeding? In active listening, you would say nothing. You go, you, other than tell me more. Mm -hmm. And it just gets all this information because it's so easy. Candace and I were talking about you know, it's easy to assume you're having a baby. Oh, my dogs are going to do this. Well, we don't know. They might be more concerned about X than Y. With people that works too, their dog is not eating. There can be so many reasons that if someone's selling dog food, it's not even the dog food, but by letting them share what they want to say and details, I always say to my students who I teach and coach active listening, rather than saying, it in one sentence, make sure you give the person in two to three sentences. So for a clover, it was like, she, her bed's really important. She wants space and she, she gets hot so that you can look for signs. So you can use that in your business too. Don't rush to make the sale, get the connection with the person. And, or for, in my case, it's the dog. The more information I get, the better we can really help them. Yes. But I think in the, in the work environment too, it's, it's that tell me more, just continuing to ask questions 
for further clarification and not making assumptions and getting really getting that what team member or customer to just share more about what's going on. And then yes, almost kind of come up with a solution together <laughs> too. So yeah, but even waiting to ask the questions. So mm-hmm. for me, like with Clover, I, you know, in the dogs and you could do the kids, when the child says my tummy hurts. Oh, really? If you say to a child, oh, really? And they say my tummy hurts. Oh, really? They will go on rather than, oh, why does it hurt? I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so active listening, we, we just say the, oh, really? Or wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we want to say little. So a good exercise, and, and you can do this, have your employees do this when I've taught it with people, it's practice it for three minutes. And it works with eight-year-olds and it works with 60-year-olds mm-hmm. where I tell you any question. So I could say to Candace, how was your morning? She can tell me for three minutes about the best cup of coffee she had, or she can tell me about a very personal situation. And then I know what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then you switch. And when I've taught this and, I, and people share, this one woman said, I learned more about my friend. It, this was a group that meets regularly. She goes, I learned more about her in the last three minutes. And I've known her for 27 years. And she shared things I've never known. <gasps> and, and animals do it with me all the time. I say, okay, go on. Tell me more about the bed, Clover. Mm-hmm. Why is it important? Mm-hmm. You have a book or a workbook called Talking with Dogs. Is that correct? It's a journal. It's on Amazon. Yes. Okay. And in it, you share how people can master five steps to developing their intuition. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, I know we don't have time here for you to go all through that, but I'm wondering if you could share at least what the five steps are. And then if our listeners want to go deeper into learning how to master them or learning more, they could get your book or take one of your workshops. The first step is, is tuning into yourself and knowing how you relax and can, can get clear. And it's important. And this is where I think I'm also different is that I believe everyone has their own way. And so if I do a meditation, there are people who hate meditation, or maybe they're not there yet. So if it's going for a run or taking a shower, I I want people first step is get to know your way of tuning in with yourself and clearing yourself out. Okay. Okay. Then you want to tune into your dog. So with me, I tuned in with Clover because I, I wanted to see her. Some people will say, just send me a picture. Sometimes we don't need that. But when you're getting started, you know, you want to tune in or if you're going to practice this with your employees, because it's the same thing. You know, Candace, we would say, is now a good time to talk? Yes. Can you give me five minutes? <clears throat> it's the same with a dog. Is now a good time? They're not always ready to connect. So you want to be able to connect with the animal and is now a good time. Three, you want to know how you receive your messages. As I said, I get a multi-sensory. Some people who, when they're starting, I don't get smell as often, but some people, they only get a knowing. I just know things. They're not ready to push themselves into hearing things, or they might think that's really weird and not ready to discern. So know how you receive information that you can use. Then you need to interpret it. So I saw bed. So that's four is how to, what to do with the messages. I get a knowing about the bed. 60% of intuition is, is right and helpful, but some of it's wrong. And so that's why when people say, oh, I'm so confident or she's, you know, it's like, well, 
let's let's get the specifics and interpret it. What do we do? So Candace said, well, Clover has a lot of beds. It's like, okay, well, I want to be specific because I know that Clover is saying something about the bed, but it's no, it's not going to be helpful to Candace if she can't use that information in why it's important for Clover to share it because she's like, I already have a lot of beds. So I'm like, okay, Clover, it's important because I want my space that's mine, that there's a time where the other dogs are not allowed on my bed. That's why, not that she just wants a bed because she has a bed. So so you go back and you make sense of the messages so it's helpful. Even if you're doing it with your own dog, there's a reason rather than, oh yeah, she likes to chew. No, why is this important now? Maybe she's showing chewing because she wants a new chew toy or her teeth are hurting. So making sense of the message. Then five is closing it down. I don't want to go through my day butting into Candace's life with Clover and, oh, what about Dory? I need to close that down. It's not really none of my business. And I close it down. And that's same with your customers. If they leave, you're not going to call them up. Hey, how's the new dog? Unless that's part of your business. So I close it down and, and I went back to Clover. I said, what else do you want her to know? And so, and so we, we did that and we closed it down. So mm -hmm. that's important, I think, in any relationship. Yeah, 100%. I think it even goes just to the employees. Like I have had previous bosses of my mine or even situations in my own company where we had the conversation at work and then everybody leaves, but we go home and we're ruminating on things. And now with text messages, you know, you just want to send that other question off to the team member and it reignites a discussion that doesn't need to be happening outside of work after work hours. Like you can revisit it right. again later, especially if it's personal, like mm -hmm. the, people share a lot, half the people, my clients cry during a session and it's personal. And that's why I'm not promoting my sessions and, and, and all, and, and I, and what people share, cause it's personal. So if, if a dog share, if, if something comes up that's personal where I'll say, Oh, and I'm not like seeing what's going on, but I might share something. And that's why I tell people, you don't have to tell me anymore because mm -hmm. that's your family life. But at the same time, I'm not going to call up just like if you have an employee who shares something very personal, we need to close that down. And if they want to bring it up again, if Candace wants to call me up again and say, tell me more about the bed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me see. Mm -hmm. But we want to close things down. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love it. So Step one, tuning into yourself. Step two, mm -hmm. tuning into your dog. Step three is how you receive messages, how you receive information. Step four is how are we interpreting the information you received? And then five is closing it, have, closing mm -hmm. it down and having closure. Awesome. Yeah. If you're doing it with another person, if, some, if someone's listening to this, it's like, oh yeah, I sort of already do that. Make sure that when you're giving the message, you're handing it to them and letting them go. That's the part of the closure. Okay. And I then that. they know what to do with it. Like I wanted Candace to know why the bed was important, but then I take it off. I yeah. let her take it. Yeah. So you also have a, a new product it's called dog talk cards. Can you tell us more about the conversation those? starters? Yeah. So yeah, they're, I love them. They're a passion project. So they're conversation starters. And those are something I think every store should have because you can, they're, none of them are yes or no questions. They are all prompts. And so that you could have a, by your cash register and somebody says, oh, what are these? Pull a card. 
and it's like, uh, tell me your favorite thing to do with your dog. So you're getting to know about, you know, Candace's favorite thing to do with Clover might be very different than with Dory. People like them because they start thinking about the differences for their dogs. They also, there are questions about what would your, how would your dog describe you? And it's like, oh God, you think about it. It, what it's really doing is fostering the bond between the person and their dog. Mm -hmm. It's also as a store owner, if you had them, it, you get to know the dynamic of your customers better. So yeah. I created them because I found that people don't get to talk about their dogs enough Yeah, and it's meaningful and it's a great connector. I love that. Okay. So what we'll make sure to do is that we will connect not only these dog talk cards, but also your podcast. Mm -hmm which is talking with the dogs, which I'm assuming is it's streaming on all podcast platforms yes. because, and it's been, it's been around for a while and you've got had amazing success with it. It's like a global phenomenon, right? It's funny because it, in some weeks when I get the rankings, it's, it's more popular in, you know, France than it has done in that particular episode in the United States. So yeah, it's very international. I love it. So we'll link to the podcast. We'll link to the dog talk cards. We'll link to your website and how people can connect with you. All you have to do is go to petboss.com forward slash episode seven, three. So that's episode 73 with the numbers at the end there. So you can figure out how to connect with Liz. And, um, I love to wrap this up with having my guests answer the question. What does bossing your business mean to you? To me, it means Running your business the way you want, which can be different for everybody. So, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, that might be living the rich life versus the million dollars, because a million dollars, you're going to have a big staff and, and a lot of different things. So bossing your business for me is doing it the way you want to do that is allowing you to live the, for me, the balanced life with the joy that you want. And so yes. that's what it means for me. I love that. Thank you, Liz, for being here today. Thank you for being so generous with your knowledge and for giving us an opportunity to communicate with Clover. It's been really special to have you on today. Oh, you're welcome. All the best with your baby. Thank you. Wow. We surpassed 75,000 downloads of this podcast. I just can't believe it. So thank you so much for tuning in every week and for being part of the show. It would mean the world to me if we got to 80,000. Could you imagine? And then, oh my gosh, all the way to 100,000, my mind would be blown. So to do that, I need your help though. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast in case you haven't done that. Plus, I would love for you to tell other pet professionals about the amazing resources and ideas and strategies and tips and stories that myself and our clients and the people that we feature bring to you every single week, okay? So recommend this show to your fellow pet industry professionals. Have them visit petboss.com forward slash podcast, and they'll find all the old episodes and exactly how to connect with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It really means so much to me that you choose this podcast as part of your business education and journey here in the pet industry. Thank you.